0: Welcome to the Liz Career Coaching Podcast. My name is Liz Herrera, and I am your host, career coach, and job search ally. People strive to find career happiness, purpose, and satisfaction, and yet end up in a career path that does not align with their goals and overall purpose. If you are launching your career or ready for your next career move, this podcast will empower you to pave your path and take the action steps. To get you where you need to be. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 43 of the Liz Career Coaching Podcast. I'm Liz Herrera and I'm your host. Okay, so I am totally geeking out because I am excited to be interviewing a LinkedIn influencer. If you know me or have been listening to my previous episodes, you know that I am a huge LinkedIn fan and advocate. I'm always curious to learn more about LinkedIn as it is an ever changing platform, which I personally find very exciting and intriguing. I hope that you feel the same as well. All right. So drum roll, please. Today I have the very pleasure to interview Donna Sardula, who is the Founder and president of Vision Board Media, a professional branding company that helps individuals and companies tell their unique stories on LinkedIn and beyond, bringing dynamic brand storytelling to the masses and empowering people to dream big. That's the ink in her pen. It's her website, LinkedInMakeover.com, where she and her team of over 20 writers and coaches help people collide with opportunity, and transform their lives via future-forward career branding. She has authored two editions of LinkedIn profile optimization for dummies. Donna hosts the podcast Dream Big with Big Dreamers. She's shared her LinkedIn expertise at global conferences, presented keynotes and workshops, and featured on a number of high-profile news outlets. Get ready to hear from one of the best. Donna, it is such a great honor to have you on my show today. Thank you so much for having me, Liz. I am a huge fan and I have been following your work for many, many years. Um, I am a huge LinkedIn advocate. And so when, you know, when I got connected to you and I... I'm preparing to meet with you. I'm so excited because I am just going to be uh, a learner. And take everything in today. So again, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with me and my listeners. You are very welcome. I'm, I'm excited
1: to be here and and as I said to you prior to this call, it's it's like no hold bar. whatever you ask me, I'm going to answer. I'm going to try to give you the 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 big picture and
0: really even we can delve into details. you just tell me what you want <laughs> Yes. and so you are you know I just want to just say you know you are a LinkedIn expert and you know again I think LinkedIn is such a you know versatile tool and a lot of people don't recognize the value um, of the platform and so we're really going to take a, a, a deep dive into all things LinkedIn um, but before we do that I'm just curious what ignited your your passion in, in really uh, delving into uh, LinkedIn? Yeah.
1: You know, it's, it's not like the sexiest of platforms. (laughs) (laughs) People always ask like, why LinkedIn? Like of all of the ones that are out there, why would you put all those eggs in that basket? (laughs) But you know, I come from a, you know, a very corporate background and back then I did a lot with CRM development. And because of that and the Salesforce automation, um, Part of my background when LinkedIn appeared to me, not at the not at the very beginning, but a little bit later on, after I got to know LinkedIn a little bit better, I started to see how powerful it was. And that this was really a tool. It wasn't just a network, but this was a, a, a true tool for. A person to have their own database of connections Mm. and how important that is. You know, I was in sales for a very long time. Uh, In fact, I was in a very high pressured sales environment and, you know, I was cold calling, you know, and I was making a lot of calls. And it was at that point when I started to recognize. You know, I need to get past the gatekeeper. I need, you know, I need to be able to keep that network and you know alive. I need to engage with people. I need to learn about people, but I also want to brand myself, right? And LinkedIn just kept coming back as wait, this is a tool that I could do all of these things. And and I own it myself, right? It's not a company's, it's mine. And and that was very, very attractive. Um, and I remember the day when I was, you know, I was cold calling and, and I was looking at the person that I was cold calling and wanted to learn more about them. And I remember thinking, they're, they're probably looking at me mm-hmm. and what do they, what are they seeing? And I remember looking at my profile and seeing a dry, dull, <laughs> out of date, copy and paste, you know, for my resume. And I, I was embarrassed, you know, because I thought to myself, wait, at that moment, I said, I thought, I have the ability to shape how others perceive me. Mm-hmm. That power is mine. And all I need to do is tell a really engaging, warm, authentic story. And people are going to interface. They're going to forge a rapport, a different rapport with me sooner because of that. And that right there was really my epiphany. And this was in the seven, two 2008 timeframe. Mm-hmm. And it was in 2009 that I started my own business, um, writing LinkedIn profiles for executives and professionals and entrepreneurs. Um, we've written over 6,000 <laughs> LinkedIn profiles, believe it or not. And, um, yeah, I've got over 20 writers on my team and I just,
0: I love what we do. I just love what we do. I, n- I never knew I would meet somebody else as excited about LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I want to say I discovered LinkedIn around 2007 as well. And it was because I would go to conferences and I would be collecting, uh, exchanging cards and I'm like, mm-hmm. I forget. And what, you know, their names and, and what did we talk about? And so I'm like, LinkedIn is great to be able to keep track of the people that I'm meeting. And just like you, you're saying, you know, people are looking at my profile and so digging in, in there and trying to figure things out. And I have to say that I would always do research, go online, like how to optimize LinkedIn. Yeah. Your name popped up a lot in a <laughs> lot of the things when I was doing presentations that your content was showing up. You, were a, you are a trailblazer for LinkedIn. Thank you. Now, LinkedIn has evolved. Oh, yeah, so much. I mean, you go on there one day and the next day or there's new features. And when you're a regular user, you're like, OK, I'm learning something new and you just kind of add on to it and, you know, the value. But for someone who's coming in very new, it can be extremely overwhelming. Yeah. Or there's just misconceptions on how you you know what the, the tool is used for. We have so much to dig into. So you have a framework, a methodology and how you approach LinkedIn. Can we kick it off with that? <laughs> we sure can. So, you know, I've, I've been doing this for
1: so long and it, it always, it always amazes me because people look at LinkedIn and they see the complexity and they get overwhelmed and, and it's, it is, it is intimidating. However, When you've been in it as long as I have, and you've worked with as many people, I've I've been able to simplify it, and I've simplified it into four points. All right, so it's a four-point methodology. I call it SOAR. Uh, SOAR to success on LinkedIn, and SOAR is an acronym. So we we can we can start with the very first point of SOAR, which is strategize, and it's something that very few people ever do on LinkedIn. Normally. They jump in, they create, a, they create a profile, maybe they copy and paste it from a bio <laughs> resume. Uh, and then, they, and then they, maybe they start connecting. Like at that point, they just, just don't know where to, what to do, where to go, how do you do this? So the S in SOURCE stands for strategize. And, and the first thing you need to do is you really need to say to yourself, why did I sign up for LinkedIn? What do I hope? to get out of LinkedIn. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I want you to know that ahead of time because so often people say, oh, you know, I signed up, but what what were you expecting? (laughs) Were you working towards it? Like you can't, you can't get there if you don't know where you're going. So you need to know why are you doing it? Are you doing this for job search? Are you doing this for reputation management? Are you doing this for branding? Mm -hmm. Are, Are you doing this for prospecting and sales? Are you doing this because you want to use it as a platform, a podium for your expertise? Figure it out. It could be it could be one of those. It could be all of them. It could be some of them. It could be there could be something else there that I haven't even mentioned. But really understand why, right? Because when you understand why, that's going to control your message moving out. And once you know why you're on LinkedIn, and that that can change, of course. But once you know why you're on, you need to think about your target audience. Mm. Who, who are they? Because your message is absolutely different if your target audience is a recruiter versus a potential client. Totally different message, totally different story. You've, you, and, and you need to be able to understand because a lot of times when people have zero traction on LinkedIn. It's because their, their message is misaligned to their target audience. And they don't even recognize how they're turning off their target audience (laughs) with the way they're describing themselves and their skills and who they are and what they do. Once you know your target audience, there's one more thing you need to do. And that is you need to understand your keywords. Mm. No one does this. No one does this. What do you want to get found for? Why do you want to like, If a person is searching for someone like you, right, because most people aren't searching for you, they're searching for someone like you, what are those keywords? What are they using? And then you need to use those keywords in your profile. When you do that, then you're going to be more apt to turn up in search results because a profile will never be returned in search results if the keywords a person is searching for are not on that profile, right? So that miss opportunity you need to know what those keywords are. And so you know if you're if you're looking for a job, what is that what is that dream job title? You know, what are your skill sets? What are your abilities? What are you know what are your knowledge points? That's those words need to be in your profile.
0: And if they're not, you're not going to get found for opportunity. Yeah, oh, so much to so unpack. <laughs> <And> this, <laughs> the first bucket here, that I think you're right on point, right, is knowing who you are showing up as right on LinkedIn and that brand, what is your brand? But then who is, who are you marketing to? Who is yeah. that target audience? And as you said, you know, it could be clients or prospective employers. Um, there's so many audiences and before you can start fleshing out that profile or including those keywords, you need to know, well, where are you going with this with the keywords where are, where do people miss the opportunities? Where can you maximize those keywords? The headline
1: is a <laughs> fabulous place to inject keywords. You only have 220 characters. So it's not like you can, you know, put a paragraph in there. Um, so you want to be very, very clear. What are your major? What are the primary? What are the key keywords? Those are the, that's where you put into your headline. Uh, the about section, utilize it organically. Now you've been on it long enough, you, off, you might see, and I still see it, specialties <laughs> listed in the about section and then they just like just ramble off all of these, you know these words, these uh, these strengths, these core competencies. What we found is if you just list, it's not as impactful or as powerful as if you use those words in organic narrative. Mm. So don't just list. Tell a story and use those words organically as you tell that story, then it'll be more effective. The other areas, job title, huge. Mm -hmm. An area where you can another area that is very, very sensitive, but it's very hard to hack is the company name. If you have keywords in the company name. It, it, your profile does so much better. And I've seen it over and over and over again. I've tested it. it. It continues to work, but it's not its not a field that you can really play with because a company name is a company name. You right. can't. <laughs> right. So for those entrepreneurs, if you really want to rank on LinkedIn, name your company, your main keyword, and you may find that you uh, you truly own it on LinkedIn.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's interesting. I didn't even, I would not have thought about that. Uh, I really like that 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 um, tip about the about me section. Now I will tell you, Donna, when I do presentations on LinkedIn, like people always ask, like, should it be really short? Because you know, people think about, they think about it as a resume, like I need to keep it brief. And what are your thoughts about when people start fleshing out that summary section, you, you mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. try to avoid listing. Now I need to go back to my LinkedIn profile, because yeah. I know I have some listings there. <laughs> um, what are People are afraid like, to go too long or you know, what should I include? What are, what are some ideas for, for that particular section?
1: You know, it is a balance, right? If you put too much in, you, you do risk totally boring <laughs> your audience if it's dry and it's dull. Like there, there are certainly issues if you, know, you just keep rambling on and you're not really saying anything. Um, you know, an about section, there's a reason to go long because the more you go on, the more you can use those keywords. So there's a there's a real good reason to have content in there. Um, I would say this, a lot of people are, they, one, they don't even know how to articulate their story. They don't even know mm. their story, right? And so often they get caught up in, oh my goodness, what are other people going to think? And then there's always that one person who's like, looks like you're trying too hard. Looks like you're trying too hard. <laughs> and that person who says it looks like you're trying too hard doesn't try at all. You do not listen to that person. That person is like that 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 those those crabs in a pot that's boiling and they keep <laughs> they keep pulling each other back into the hot water rather than trying to each chain up and get out. Yeah. So that's what that person is. It's okay to shine. It's okay to sparkle. There's nothing wrong with it. I want you to sparkle and I want you to stand out and I want you to tell your story and I want you to be proud of your accomplishments. I want you to know what your accomplishments are and I want you to be able to to tell them in that about section.
0: And tell them proudly and without shame. Yeah. Donna, you just gave me the chills. I just love that. <laughs> That's so empowering and inspiring like Yes, tell your story and don't, you know, and and like you said, you know, people sometimes are like, oh, you know, you're trying to, or you're you're gloating or, you know, it's like, that's the point of these platforms, right? You want to put your best foot forward. You Um, do. And LinkedIn is a
1: fabulous excuse. It's a fabulous excuse to get deliberate, hmm. deliberate with your, with your, your story and your goals. There's, it's, it's, it's a reason to sit down and force yourself to say, okay, who am I? What do I love? What do I hate? What do I stand for? Where do I want to be? It's, it's, the, it's such an amazing platform in that alone that it makes you get deliberate. And you know, with LinkedIn and with the about section, it's hard. It's hard to write about yourself. No one wants to do it. And if you want to do it, chances are you might be a narcissist. So so, believe me, I am, I'm right there next to you. My clients say to me all the time, you know what, Donna, I finally picked up the phone and called you because for the last three years, I've been trying to write the about section. And each time I sit down, I go into the garage and I start cleaning out drawers and shelves. (laughs) Like I get it. Right. I get it. And, and, that's something you have to, uh, you have to do a couple things, right? One, you have to allow yourself to exist in that Mm -hmm. awkward discomfort because it will eventually get comfortable. And that's when you start to see growth. All right. So you have to do that, or you have to say to yourself, you know what? I want to invest. I want to invest in myself. I want to invest in my future. I want to invest in my family and I'm going to work with someone to help me whether that's a career coach like yourself whether it's it's you know a branding specialist like what we have on our team you need sometimes you have to go with somebody sometimes you just have to ask for help because it's never going to get done the days are still going to drag by and you're not going to be any further along than you were
0: yep no that's a great point i think having that support right to to nudge you and to actually get it get it down and write it down and talk yeah. about it yeah. Um, I mean, that's a, whether it's coach you and, and help advocate and help push you or just do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's too That's an option as well. Yeah, that's right. Uh, now, are there any other areas within this bucket that, that, that you feel that are important that we should talk about? You know, I think the background graphic is something Mm.
1: that still consistently stays kind of gray and stripy. (laughs) Yes. And that's a place to look at, have it illustrate your brand. You know, it doesn't, you don't have to go too crazy, but I think uh, spending a little bit of time to find an image that really illustrates who you are, very powerful. Having a a professionally taken or professionally looking headshot is important. Like, I don't want to give people the thought that you have to be beautiful in it, or you have to be glamorous in it. (laughs) I I really, what I really want people to strive for is to look friendly, you know, to look friendly, to look open, to look approachable, to look nice, to look, you know, warm. That, that to me is what we should be aiming for. Um, And even though I still, I'm seeing more and more very candid shots showing up, on LinkedIn, and I do like that. I, I really do love this movement towards a more authentic representation. I still think you need to be very clear what is your goal. You know, who is your target audience, and how can you best how can you best show up? And I, I still believe that people like to do p- business with successful people, yeah. and you want to look as professional and successful as you can. And a really easy way to do that is through a professionally taken headshot. If you can't afford it, find a friend <laughs> and have them take it of you. But it's just one of those things where you can't ignore
0: it because it won't go away. <laughs> it's always going to be there. What are your thoughts about that video feature? It's getting exciting.
1: Have you been in there recently? <laughs> They've just put a few more things in there. And I'm like constantly going, wow. Wow. This is, <laughs> this is the future of LinkedIn. I think they're going to do yeah. so much more with it. I mean, my guess is, um, so what you're talking about is the, uh, the cover video that yes. now exists within the profile picture. And so if you visit my profile, so you go to donnasardula.com, you look at my uh, my profile picture, it'll look like you know the very nice <laughs> professional <laughs> headshot that I have. And then all of a sudden I, it it changes and I'm wearing glasses and I'm talking about who I am and what I do. And it's like this brief, you know, movement video um, and a person can click to watch the whole thing. You know, right now I'm I'm, I really do think we're going to see a bigger push to get video in there. And I think this video eventually is going to be something that maybe you can have three or four videos and, you know, you can track them. And, but, it's to me. It's some people do well with video.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they're very natural, and I think I think the younger generation I think is a lot more <laughs> easygoing about video than you know those it's of more us more natural who are for older. them. <laughs> it's a little bit more natural for them. Yeah, but so I, I don't want I don't want a person to feel like they have to do it. You know, okay. like there's nothing yeah. worse than seeing something that's very stilted and very <laughs> mechanical. Like that's not going to help. Um, but if you're one of those people that you enjoy it, do it. You know, if, if you, if you want to do it, but you're a little um, fearful of how you might look, I'd say, I'd say, let, let's push you into that, you know, that, that, you know, outside of that comfort zone, like let's try anyway. Yeah. But if you're one of those people that, you know, like, I just don't, this is just not for me. You don't have to do it. (laughs) You don't have to do it. But you know,
0: video is video is awesome when, when used well. Yeah, well I'm uh, challenge accepted. Like I haven't explored it yet. And you know, I always say I practice what I preach. So I'm gonna try I'm gonna try. I'm gonna just put myself out there. I'm gonna so, check it so out. Liz,
1: so Liz, they're making it even easier. Like when they first put this out there, it was record something yeah. <laughs> and hit post. <laughs> it was not like like I-, I don't know. What do you want me to do? <laughs> you want me to get a t- top hat and, and cane <laughs> and do a dance like. They, it wasn't very clear what they were intending it for. Now you click, they give you a screen of prompts and you can click the prompt. Oh. And you put it right on your, like your image. And it says, uh, tell us about your first career experience. You know, whatever the prompt is, they have like a slew that you can choose from. So they're actually asking you the question to elicit, you know, an
0: interesting answer. That's fabulous. I cannot wait to explore that. That's on my list of things to do. (laughs) Put it on there. And you can do it today because you look gorgeous. So (laughs) (laughs) as soon as we hang up, get out that (laughs) iPhone. (laughs) Ready to go. Uh, Oh my goodness. That's great. Yeah. I'm like, I have to ask her about that video feature. All right. I know we could talk about this all day. Um, What's the next bucket item? So the next one is optimize, optimize. And
1: we've already kind of talked a little bit about the optimize, but so it's strategize and then optimize and optimizes. You you really do. You need to take those keywords, but you also have to think of your target audience. You got to think of that story and you got to lay out a profile that is impressive. And the LinkedIn profile, unlike any other, you know, profile out there on a social media site is so robust. It's extensive and almost intensive. (laughs) It's true. There's so much that you can put in there. You can have your full trajectory. Uh, You can, if you have publications, if you have patents, you know, organizations, volunteer experiences, um, courses that you've taken. I mean, it just keeps going. And so I think a big issue people have is, oh, I've got 15 minutes. Let me, let me get this done. It's not going to take 15 minutes. Like Mm -hmm. if you don't have anything, it's going to take you hours and it may take you days. And I've seen it take weeks for some people because you know they just they don't want to do it and they're forcing themselves, blah, blah, blah. But the profile is huge. And you want to make sure that you really do. You you spend time on the sections and you and you give an authentic um, response. I love first person narrative voice profiles. I like it when a person claims it and they're like, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, when you find one that's written in third person, typically the reason for that is they've just, they have an old bio and they just plopped it in there. It's not like they did it with any strategic, you know, thought as to their tone. It was just like, Oh, I've got this. Let me, let me, let me, you know, dot this I and cross this T. Um, when I'm working with clients, there, there are times when we do a third person voice. And, and the reason for that typically is because they are just so high level and they've accomplished so much for most people. I say stick, stick in first.
0: That's great. And I think that a lot of times what happens is that people think that their LinkedIn profile is their resume, right? I mean, you can use your resume as a guide, but you're taking it to another level, like really humanizing your, your profile, and so it's great to hear that, you know, the first person approach and and the way that you pre- represent yourself. Now, when thinking about profile optimization, what are some areas that people are probably just missing the mark that they can really leverage that's important in, in terms of, of their profile? So, you know, we, we talked about
1: the you know, infusing it with keywords. We talked about the very sensitive fields that work. We talked a little bit about the profile picture and the background graphic. You know, I, I think it's taking the time to just go through it methodically mm. and thoughtfully and tell that story as best as you can and and have fun with it, enjoy it. Yeah. and And revisit it, you know, because- it's, it's funny how people will, they'll spend hours and days and maybe even weeks and they get it to a point where they're very, very proud. And then they never touch it again for (laughs) five or 10 years. So it's, it's one of those things where you want to keep coming back to it. You want to revisit it. I'm going to say, I'm going to say every three months, you know, like that's good. Yeah. Get in there and just see, even if you just remove an eye and put it back in, (laughs) that's fine. But like, really think to yourself what's changed? What can I add? What have I done? Um, And that's going to help you in terms of the optimization, oddly enough, because if you think about it, LinkedIn's one of LinkedIn's bread and butter is the search engine piece, Mm -hmm. right? Recruiters and hiring managers and HR professionals and people in between use LinkedIn. They are looking through search results. And for LinkedIn, they want people to keep coming back. LinkedIn wants wants these people to pay for the premium service. So they want to make sure that the results that they are returning are pertinent and not stale, Mm -hmm. right? They're current. So- when your profile has been updated within the last couple of days, couple of weeks, maybe a month or two, that profile will be served higher and more often than one that was last touched six months ago or eight years
0: ago. And that's also part of your brand, right? Because then you feel like, what happened to this person? Like your visibility. And sometimes I'll look people up and I'm like, oh, I want to connect with this person. I want to follow up on something I'm like, wait, they don't work there anymore. <laughs> like their <laughs> their current workplace is not on there, or uh, or or it's not even that. It's like you're
1: looking at it, you're like, I thought this person was a seasoned professional, but it looks like they just graduated from college, right? <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> <'Cause> he, yes. <laughs> It's totally misaligned, and and yes. and sometimes what I, I often say to you know people who call me up, I'm, Look, I'm like, this isn't a profile, this is an obituary. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> like it's so far gone and past. It's like let's let's bring it to let's make a future for you, forward. Yes. right. Like let's not just have it concentrated on the on on who you were, but who are you and who do you want to be? Mm. Like that's where we want a strong profile to really, you know, you know, exist within is that, is that
0: future forward, you know, mindset. That's great. I love that future forward mindset and future. Yes. Now you mentioned something earlier and I'm like, I have to ask because I get this question all the time and I'm sure you get it as well. You mentioned premium. So Mm -hmm. I get a lot of, you know, students and clients who will ask Liz, you know, what's the difference? And should I be on premium? Um, what are your thoughts? I love, I get it all.
1: I get it all the time. So my my answer is this, um, when, when a person says, you know, should I pay for LinkedIn? I say, no, (laughs) do not pay Mm -hmm. for LinkedIn. Whatever you do, do not pay for LinkedIn. I do not want you out of the gate paying For LinkedIn. What I want you to do is out of the gate, I want you to start using LinkedIn.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Use LinkedIn. Really start jumping in and getting active and having fun on the platform and use it. And what the funny thing happens is this once you start using it and you start to find value, you start to see a return on your time investment, certain things happen. And what happens is you start to realize when it's time to pony up <laughs> when it's time to start to pay because there are certain things you start to feel tethered by the application you start to think wait you know when i look at my who's viewed my profile it only shows the last 5 but you know i've been interviewing and i know they're checking my profile out i really want to see exactly who and when checked it out time to pony up at that point because you get to see the last 90 days of profile views when you're paying. So that's a really good idea. The other one is, especially for those who are service providers, you know, maybe they've turned on, you know, their their, their services page within their profile, or maybe they're just, you know, they're, they're, they want to get contacted for opportunity. Well, you can only get contacted by people who are first degree connections, or they belong to a group, you know, they're a common member of a group that you're a member of. That's the only people who can truly message you on LinkedIn unless they pay for an in-mail message. And a lot of people don't do that. So if you want to get those messages, you got to pony up because you turn on open profile and anybody on LinkedIn can message Mm. you. So that's another reason. Another one is suddenly you're, you're realizing that LinkedIn is a search engine. And maybe you're maybe you're in sales and and you want to prospect on LinkedIn, or maybe you're a job seeker and you want to start doing some searches uh, to see companies who are local who may be interested in you that you want to learn more about. As you start to do these searches, LinkedIn will say, Oh, <laughs> you've reached the limit. Oh, yes, that's <laughs> of, right <laughs> the limit. of searches. I remember when that happened to me, it was day eight of the month. And they're like, you've got to wait until the end of the month to do another search. And I'm like, uh, it's not going to work. Time to pony up. <laughs> yeah. So those are the things that start to become very clear to you. Um, another, one more thing that, that's a mm-hmm. paid account versus a free account. You do a search and you want to slice and dice that, 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 those results even more. Like I want to see everyone who's been active. I only want to see the people that have been active. I only okay. I want to see the people who have appeared in the news. I want to you know I want to really dial in my search and refine it uh, to a much more granular detail.
0: Got a pony up. That those are great tips. I think starting out, as you mentioned, you know, having that the free account. I work with a lot of students. So I'm like, like, like you said, I'm like, don't I am like do not do not pay for it. You know, you could do the 30-day the trial, check it out, kind of see what are the benefits that you see. But once you start hitting limitations and you're getting frustrated, you're like, but I want more. You know, yeah. you maybe you're more of an expert level user and you can benefit from the premium. But until then, then that's when you kind of decide. But at the beginning, you're saying leverage, just what have <laughs> That's yeah, But you know what? The other thing is do not take the, um,
1: like if, if you haven't gotten the 30 day, like wait, hold off, do not grab yes. that carrot. Yes. Like use LinkedIn, use it, use it, use it. And then when you, when, then when you're like, yes. that's when you, that's when you go in, you get those 30 days and that's when you're going to see the value.
0: And then it becomes a no brainer. <laughs> No, that's great. I get that question all the time. I'm like, oh, I have to ask that. So thank you for bringing it up and, to, and being so thorough in your response. Um, all right, let's 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 get to the third piece. So the
1: third one is amplify. And if you want to amplify your message, you want to amplify your brand, you need a network to do that. And with with LinkedIn, it, it really is the bigger your network, the more successful you are. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not just saying connect with everybody and anyone, right. but a person who's a 10 person network versus a person who has a thousand person network, you know, that thousand person network is, you're just going to see so much more from it. So what I want people to do is really spend time and recognize that they've got to actively, actively grow that network. And you know, as you move about your day, as you have your life ahead of you, always think, wait, I, the person that I met, did I connect with them on LinkedIn? You know, the people that I've been emailing, did I connect with them on LinkedIn? You know, those just, just actively connect, actively connect. Um, and it's something that maybe you do at that moment. Maybe you do it at the end of the week. Maybe you do it at the end of the month. Whatever works for you, but really spend time and think to yourself, who have I connected with? Who have I talked to? Who have I met with and connect with them? And, you know, a question I often get is, should I add a personalized note <laughs> to my invites? Uh huh. And, you know, if you're connecting with people that you know and people that you've met, I don't think you need to, if, like, especially if it's recent, I think it's like, Oh, there's Liz. I'm going to connect with her. Like no need to to spend time in there, you know, writing something. It's nice to, don't get me wrong. And if you have the time and the inclination, go right ahead. When you want to create that personalized note, it's more when you're revisiting, you know, a relationship with someone that you haven't seen in a long time. Or maybe that the connection is a little bit more hazy, where you know a lot of the same people and you'd like to connect, but, you know, they don't really know you. Add a personalized note at that point. But at the same time, you can always follow them. Right? Oh, it's not can you talk about that? Yes. So so there is a difference. And, and you know, when you when like when you joined LinkedIn, there was one way of connecting, and it was through a connection invite. You sent an invite, a person accepted it, and now they're a first-degree uh, connection in your network. That was very limiting, especially as LinkedIn started to put forth all of this wonderful ability to post and and engage and interact. Suddenly, like if you wanted to see that, how, how could you do it? You'd have to connect with the person. But LinkedIn has already stated connecting is for people that you know and you trust. Mm-hmm. But you know, clearly people want to don't want, want to subscribe to your updates, but that they, they don't yet know you, especially if you're an influencer. So that's when LinkedIn brought in the follow. All right, so connection is a two-way street. It's me saying, "Hey, Liz, love this podcast. Love talking to you. Let's let's connect. Let's bring our networks together. Let's let's share these these connections." Uh, and it's you saying, "Yeah, Donna, sounds great. <laughs> let's do that." Um, following is someone saying, "I don't know Liz, but I love I love what she's." about, I love what she's posting. I love her message. I don't know her, but I want to listen to her. I want to subscribe to what she's doing on LinkedIn. Then I, then we would follow you. Mm. And so you're not, you're not a first degree connection. We're not sharing our networks, but I'm subscribed to you. And what's nice about that is if you follow a person that you don't know, and especially if the person is active, like this, this advice doesn't work. If the person (laughs) never gets on LinkedIn and doesn't post anything. But if the person is relatively active, you get to see them act, you know, you get to see what they're posting and you can pop in there and like it and comment and start to engage. And you can actually, you know, forge a relationship. And then after a while, all of a sudden you'll be like, wait, let me send them a connection request.
0: Yep. And they know who you are. And it feels so much more authentic and real. Oh my goodness. I, when I saw that, I thought that was interesting because I started getting the following and I'm like, wait, but I'm not connected to them. I'm like, oh, they're just following my content. And so then I go into their profile because if someone follows or connects with me, I go into their profile because I'm curious. Yeah. And so then I'll connect with them. I'm like, well, you can connect with me. You know? I, I do appreciate a personalized note, uh, because, you know, I want to, I want to know, well, why are we connecting, uh, yeah. Donna, I have a question about that because I also get this question too. You know, we get a ton of requests, connection requests, and a lot of them are, you know, people are trying to sell you something (laughs) Uh, or it's just not aligned with your brand, right? What are your thoughts about when people try to connect with you? You know, they don't have any type of introduction. You don't know who they are or they're just not aligned. You look at their profile, they're like, it just doesn't align with my brand or my messaging, do you have reservations and just axing that out, ignoring it? What are your thoughts about about that,
1: Liz? My my philosophy has changed a lot on how to connect on LinkedIn.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: At one time, I was a lion, a LinkedIn open networker. You just had to breathe near my screen and I would connect with you <laughs> because I wanted to have as many connections as as possible because it it gave me Um, more, the ability to see deeper into my network. It allowed me to get found. It it allowed more people to hear my voice. And so I was all about connecting. And and I do believe, I still believe that having a really strong, thick (laughs) network is a good thing. With that said, if you don't know the person, if the person is nowhere, you know, within your realm of industry or knowledge, um, if, if you sense that it's very much either a bot or just someone who has a different mindset on LinkedIn, one of, of not just, you know, giving, but one of like selling, Mm
0: -hmm. it's okay.
1: It's okay to ignore it. It's absolutely okay to ignore it. Um, I don't want anyone to ever feel like they're being pressured to connect. Um, I do want people to experience a little bit of that sense of discomfort because I don't think it's a bad thing. you know oftentimes people will say, oh, my competitor just requested a <laughs> connection and what do I do? And I always say, what did the what did the Godfather say? Keep your friends close and your enemies closer yeah. <laughs> so it's it's one of those things where you have to just be smart. You have to know what your philosophy is. It might be a very, very close, close, close network. there's nothing wrong with that. It could be, you know, a really liberal open network and there's nothing wrong with that. Or it might be something in between. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every, you know, for each person that tries to connect with you, you look at them, you make a decision and you move on. And you just sort of figure out where you want to go. I will say that what I love seeing is i love seeing a a network that is relatively small but they have a lot of followers that to me is when that ratio is small connections big followers you know that to me is a pretty good signifier of of an impressive influencer
0: interesting okay that's a new territory for me it's fascinating um, thank you for, for providing your insight on that. I think it, that's a very helpful because uh, I know I get requests. And for me, sometimes I'm like, oh, I tell people like, it's okay to ignore if it doesn't align with your with your mm. brand or if it's just generic. Mm.
1: Um, you know, and one of the reasons why people may be following you more so than connecting with you is that you have the creator mode turned on, which means you do not have a connect button. You only have a follow button. And some people don't know that they can click the more yeah, go right. and connect. <laughs> That's so right, Yeah. That could really be it more so than anything. It's just sort of like the user interface is a little confusing.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Because uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, because I connect with people. I'm like, yeah, I just click on the more. I'm like, I want to connect with this per- person beyond, you know, beside following them. Uh, great tips. All right, we have one more. So so the first one was strategize. The second one was optimize.
1: Then came amplify. Mm-hmm. Our last one is Relate relate how how can you now become a human being on LinkedIn? How can you relate? And you have the network, but how do you start to network? Right? That's that's where we're at right now. And so it's time to start getting active. It's time to scroll through that newsfeed. It's time to start looking at the content that your network is producing. And don't just like but comment, you know, and and really try to engage people in a conversation. That's, that's mm-hmm. what LinkedIn is looking for. It's not just that one blurb. It's really a blurb and then a response and a reply and a reply and a reply. That's, that's what tells LinkedIn, wait, this is relevant, intriguing, engaging, good information. So that's what, you, that's what you should be aiming for is that conversation. And so create content, curate content, engage with content that's already there and have fun.
0: That's that's a great strategy and tip as well like humanizing the experience. It's not just like you said commenting or, or liking it's commenting being authentic. Now what kinds of things can people be posting? What are some, you know, people that are are still feeling a little intimidated by this whole thing? What should people post?
1: I think the first thing they should do is don't even try to post. Like don't even post. Like how crazy is that? Don't post, guys. Don't post anything just <laughs> First thing you should do is scroll through your newsfeed for a week or two, you know, like start to learn the language, start to get the dialect of LinkedIn because it's it's different than Instagram and it's different than TikTok and it's different than Twitter. Like start to kind of get a sense of what other people are posting. And then once, once you've been in there and you've been engaging for a little while, then it becomes a little easier. Ideas start to pop up. Think in terms of what advice can you give? What advice can you ask for? Um, you can share links. You can share quotes. You can tell stories. You can uh, do some behind the scenes. You know, what have you noticed? What, have you, what are you reacting to? Um, you know, one of the great things is LinkedIn is showing like the trending news items. So see what's trending and just write a post how you relate to that information, what you're thinking about it. You want to use three hashtags, three to five. Anything mm. more hurts your post. Oh. Um, you can tag people in your post, but make sure if you tag them that they're going to respond because if they don't respond, it's like a black mark against your content. Interesting. So, so if you do want to bring people in, do it in the comments, All right. But don't do it immediately. Give it, give it a couple hours <laughs> and then go in and pull people oh. in. You know, polls are doing very, very well right now. So and polls are pretty easy. So come up with a poll, you know, ask a question, give three or four um, options and, you know, put that out there. Images do great. Uh, Multiple images do great. Anything that keeps a person on the post longer. So they factor in dwell time. So the longer a reader is dwelling on your post, spending time reading it because maybe it's really, really long, <laughs> or maybe it has a lot of images that they click through, those are all signifiers to LinkedIn that this is good quality content. And that's the content that does well. With that said, I don't want people to like go on and thinking, all right, let me scam the system as best as I can. <laughs> you know, I want you to be doing it because you're doing it because you're having fun. yeah, and that is that tends like when you're doing it very authentically in a very real genuine type of way, somehow LinkedIn has a way of figuring that out and you do well no matter what. But I also find that people get on LinkedIn and they immediately start posting and like nothing's happening and they're not getting any views and they're not getting many likes and they're scratching their head. They're like, like why? And the why is typically because you're not engaging on other people's posts. You're just using it as this like bullhorn (laughs) and you're just shouting at people, but you're not having those other conversations. So in that situation, maybe, you know, like put a pause on your posting and start engaging with people and then put out a post that engages, that asks questions, that gets people responding. And I think then you'll start to find the traction picks up.
0: Oh my God. I'm just like sitting here and just listening to you. I'm like, I feel like I'm behind the curtain of LinkedIn. <laughs> like you have taken us on a journey and I've learned a lot of new things and very beneficial. I'm sure people listening are, are thinking the same thing. Um, I cannot wait to go back onto my LinkedIn profile <laughs> uh, to make some updates and just using some of these strategies that that you've shared today I appreciate your, your generosity and your expertise in, in sharing with with me and, and people listening today uh, Donna was there anything else that you wanted to share uh, you know what I think what I would love
1: to offer everybody is yeah. if you visit my website it's LinkedIn ma- linkedin- makeover.com uh, and click on free resources and on the, the left column there I have a slew of apps and tools they're all free one of which is the linkedin headline generator which is a fabulous way to update your headline and and do it in a really controlled easy way where i it's a it's an app you just go through, you fill out some fill out some fields, you know, answer some questions, and we generate a headline for you. Um, we also have a text formatting tool in there, and within the next few days, I'm going to have a new tool, which is the LinkedIn post ideas generator. So we're going to give you the ideas of what to be posting on LinkedIn to find success, and we give you the hashtags to really make it a successful post.
0: That is so cool. I'm definitely going to be including all of that. In the show notes, uh, so people have access to these great uh, tools. There's no excuse. You're doing the no work. work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, is there other content where where people can that people can find that you have? I mean, you have you have some books too. Uh, uh, behind me, as yeah, you can see. I see that your books. So
1: I am a four dummies author. So you can visit Amazon and and purchase LinkedIn profile optimization for dummies. Or if if you just find that you just can't do it and you do want help writing it. Visit LinkedIn-Makeover.com. I've got tons of services, um, you know, to really help, help a person understand how to tell their story, how to stand out on LinkedIn and how to do it in a method that feels good and not obnoxious. <laughs>
0: That's wonderful. Donna, such a pleasure. I am just so in awe of everything that you've been doing. And this is what I love about having a podcast. I get to connect with incredible people like yourself. And so thank you so much for, for taking the time and uh, being here today. Liz, thank you so much for having me. It was a real pleasure. This episode is golden. I don't know about you, but I learned so much more about LinkedIn. And I personally can't wait to start implementing some of Donna's tips. Regardless of your user and comfort level of LinkedIn, I believe that Donna offered something for everyone. Make sure you check out her content and take advantage of all her freebies. I will be sharing all of that information in the show notes. I'm grateful for you listening to this episode. If you are enjoying my podcast and my content, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with someone else you believe can benefit from these tips. Until next time, this is Liz Herrera, your career coach and job search ally.